Yo, welcome back to the Week in Review podcast. I'm your host, Sean Stroud, just in case you forgot. And goddamn, dude, I do not feel like doing this right now. I'll be, I'll be completely honest. I am tired. I don't know how I'm tired because I just woke up from like a three, four hour nap. And before that, I got like six, seven hours of sleep last night. So I should be in tip top shape. But sleep is a bullshit concept. So, of course, that's not how it works. I still feel weird and out of it and tired right now. I think it's because I woke up expecting it to be Wednesday and it's not yet. But you know what, man? You know what, man? It's not about me. All right. Because I'm sure there are lots of people out there who do not want to go to work. Oh, you motherfucker. Julian texted me. He was supposed to be on a while ago. And now he texts me when I start the podcast. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of people that don't want to go to work, man. Like, cops, dude, they've got the hardest job. And I'm sure a lot of times they feel like they don't want to go to work. But you know what? They still show up and they still shoot the wrong person. So if they can do that, if they can manage that, surely I can pick up a mic and press record. We'll be fine. No, I had a a very stimulating day. I think that's a good way to put it. Today was the first training day for the newspaper. Got a lot of information thrown at me in, in the span of five hours. And also, it was a nice change of pace from J-Mill, fucking walking around, ne- not, never getting a break, just always on my feet. Today, I was sat in a chair for so long that I started doing those, like, poses, you know? You know, when I first sat down, I was just chilling, laid back in my chair, I even put my feet up in the one in front of me. But towards the end, I've like got my arms on my knees or I'm like just putting my arm behind my head for no, just anything to be in a different stance, a different frame than I I just was because God damn, my ass was hurting. My ass was hurting, but it was fun. It really was Uh, starting to get my hands on a little bit, which is nice. But holy shit, dude, the anxiety. I don't even know where it comes from. That's the thing. I think I think literally what it is at J-Mill, regardless of what happens, the job's going to go out. Everything's going to be fine. I can fuck something up and it won't matter at all. Well, I'll either I'll go back and fix it, Cullen will fix it, or we'll just cut a new one and redo it. There's really nothing that is uh Nothing that that I'll have a huge impact on, to be honest, whether I'm there or not. But this is not the case at all for the newspaper. I am the life and arts editor. So that means like a whole chunk of the paper is my responsibility. And that sounds fun. And I, you know, there, there is a part of me that is so excited to do that. But around the end of the meeting... It was almost like I was, what is it called? It's not astral, is it astral projection when you're kind of just standing there outside yourself? It was kind of like that, and I was just thinking about it not from my perspective almost, but because my thought was, wow, so I'm like, I really do enjoy doing this. <laughs> like, I really, I, I want to do this. This is something that I, I, like, I pushed myself forward until I got here. I was just sitting there having all those thoughts. And it's, you know, it's fun and it's a great opportunity, but 
the fact that I could mess some shit up or not be enough is scary. And it feels kind of debilitating a little bit. Uh, I mean, I would love to say that I just walked through that meeting with like a big smile on my face. And then I left like all excited and giddy of what I get to do next. And that, that was part of how I felt, but there's just like a, it's like a fog, man. You look around and the fog is just like everywhere and the shit that that was there before, it's still there behind the fog, but because of the fog, you can't see it. You're, you're unsure. You're un uncertain. And so I guess that's what that feeling is right now. It's like a fog in my face. So everything's probably, probably fine, but I, uh, I just have unease. I don't. I don't know. It feels weird, man. The whole thing feels weird, but I'm hoping it works out. At the end of the day, I might just jump into it head first. I mean, I probably am jumping, just jumping into it head first. But but the point I'm getting at is, whenever I feel that feeling, a lot of times I need to just push through it, and then it, there's something better on the other side. <laughs> I was about to make a really horrible um, metaphor. I was gonna say it's like having like raw dry sex that shit's <laughs> it's just like sandpaper but you get a nut at the end i don't know if that works out exactly so disregard that i just inserted it there for the the giggles the hee-hees but yeah today was all right came home just fucking passed out dude i guess that's how mentally stimulated i've been uh, more than just like eighths and fourths and quarters and you know measurements and shit at jmail so that is what it is uh got some shit taken care of this week i i got a i had a broken antenna on my car i'm pretty sure from the shop i took it to so i ordered a new one just 20 bucks it's not really bad and it's a short one so it'll look more sporty it'll look better fit the car better it came in and it said five minute installation on the website and I look at it and there's just like a little screw peg on the bottom of the new one so I'm thinking oh shit this is gonna be dope I just walk out there unscrew my old one screw this one on right well in theory yeah that's how it'd work but my antenna was fucked and just like stuck on there like it would spin but it just spun for eternity so weren't getting anywhere with that so I'm just I'm trying to figure out, man, maybe maybe if I stick my finger under it and give it something to like grab onto, it'll actually loosen. I struggle with it for a second. I called dad out cuz cuz I'm doing this all at my parents' place. I called dad to come outside. We look at it. And he determines through his uh years of expertise and just doing shit that uh we need to just Cut that fucker off. Go grab the Sawzall. So I do. And within like a minute, shit's cut clean off. And then he's got another, he's like, all right, now we need to get a drill bit and drill into this, the the stud. So, and then get something thin so we can put it inside and like pull it out. And I'm just astounded because I would be so fucking lost without him. I really would. I would... I wouldn't know what to do. I'd watch like 10 YouTube videos and then I'd perform like the amalgamation of everything they did just and constantly checking back to the video. But he just walks out there. Oh, it's stuck. All right, let's cut it. (laughs) 
And it worked, man. It worked. He cut it all off. He, he drilled into the little bit and he pulled it out. And then I just screwed my shit in. It was like nothing ever happened. So shout out to dad. Shout out to all the dads who uh, do shit, who get shit done. I'm happy to have him around, man. It was kind of funny, too, because I, I walked inside this weekend. I walked inside. I was doing my laundry and whatnot. And I was getting ready to leave, so I, was, I walked back, grabbed all my stuff, and Dad just asked, you coming over tomorrow? And it kind of threw me off because, you know, it's the weekend. I'm normally only there one day on the weekend, and I was already doing my laundry and stuff. So I I, I said, no, I wasn't planning on it. I mean, I can. What's up? And then in the most, like, ask without asking I want you to do this, but I'm not going to say I want you to do this way. He went, well, there's new Futurama. (laughs) This six foot three dude (laughs) is being like real bashful and beating around the bush of like asking me to watch a show with him. It was it was hilarious, man. I don't know if I showed a smile on my face, but there was definitely like a big one in my head and. I didn't I didn't like draw attention to it. I was just like, yeah, man, I I'll come over tomorrow. No big deal. I'll be over here. That was awesome, dude. And it's all right, this this isn't throwing my dad under the bus. This is like just giving context. Uh when I was younger, I felt like he was not super loving, super emotional. He's not an emotional guy. So it makes sense, right? It's it's not just him being uh mean, malicious. He's just not a super emotionally charged, uh, loving, come here, I'm going to hug on you and tell you I love you and all the things that are great about you kind of guy. He's just not. Not that I'm, you know, that's a deficit in my opinion for him, but uh, to to go from that to like, will you watch Futurama with me? Like putting his fingers together emoji, you know? <laughs> it was awesome, man. It was It was like a, it was a great little moment. And I went back the next day, and you know what? We watched Futurama, which is uh, pretty solid, by the way. I'll be honest, the second episode was kind of lackluster. Didn't really feel like it served a plot purpose, but it was still funny. Had some laughs in it. And the third episode was pretty good. And there's a new episode out right now, so next time I go over there. Excuse me. Next time I go over there, guess what we're doing? Oh, yeah. Boom, boom, ba-dum, bum, bum, ba-da-da-dum, ba-dum, bum, bum, ba-dum, bum, bum. Classic. Classic show, man. Futurama. I don't understand why they ever canceled that, honestly. Um, I've got a strategy, all right? I've got a strategy, but I'm going to say that it's not one that I necessarily recommend you follow. All right, but this weekend, I put it into play. Saturday night, I had shit to do. I had shit to do. And I still do. That's life. There's there's always more shit to shovel, isn't there? But I had to, you know, clean up my apartment a bit. I had dishes to do. And I've been sorting the fuck out of these Pokemon cards, dude. I've got a binder of, like... At first, I thought maybe it was like two, three hundred. No, dude, there's like five hundred cards in this binder. Has to be, there has to be five hundred cards. And I'm slowly going through them, scanning them, sorting them, seeing what they're worth. 
And there are so many that I find that are like, oh shit, this one's worth 10 bucks. What the fuck? Let me throw that in a top loader. And then when I find one like that that's messed up or old or, you know, wrinkled, like it's it's not in pristine condition anymore, it breaks my heart a little bit, dude. I hate that. It just feels so wasted. Like if only I or whoever I got this from would have known what it was worth. If, if you tell me that like, well, I guess 10 bucks isn't that much. If you gave me a fork and told me that that one fork was worth 10 bucks, I probably wouldn't be eating with that fork. I don't know. Fork, fork's a horrible example. Pin. If you gave me like a, a $50 pin, I'm only signing my important documents with that. All right? When my bad dragon dildo <laughs> gets delivered, that's what I'm signing the postage with. And then sending the, the USP guy, USPS guy off, or the UPS guy, have it, see, see him walk off not knowing what the fuck he just dropped at my doorstep. If you don't know, bad dragon... Uh, that's a company that makes animal, alien, like dragon themed dildos. So don't don't go looking o- around there unless that's something you're interested in. And that's not something I'm interested in. Just fucking warning. All right. It was a joke. But yeah, I had a strategy. All right. I needed to get shit done. And there's only one way for me to do that. I got drunk. Yep, I sure did. I waited. Well, I didn't wait that long. I, I, uh, you know, nine, ten, eight. I was drinking, smoking, getting the, getting ready, letting the process, the, the strategy, uh, unfold. And then I found myself at three a.m. Fucking posters hung up, dishes, so, some of them done. They need to dry first before I can do them more. All right, get off my ass. <laughs> and, and then, uh. Going through my Pokemon cards. Stayed up till about 5 a.m. And uh, when I went to bed, my apartment was definitely in better shape. So it paid off. And once again, I'm going to recommend that you do not try that. Because everybody's different. And um, drinking's just not something that I'd endorse. But, uh, you know, works for me. Help me. And then I still got plenty of sleep. Pretty sure I took a nap Sunday, too. But before I did all that on Saturday, I actually got my fucking, I got my hands dirty for the first time as a reporter or as a writer or as an editor, whatever you want to pin me as. There was a student kind of event registration thing happening on the campus. And I had a few articles that I wanted data for. Like uh, I'm one I'm writing about the Pokemon sleep app and how students don't get enough sleep. So I walked around asking, hey, how much sleep do you get a night? And do you feel like that's enough for you? And almost everybody said, hell no, I don't get enough sleep. And I think uh, the average was like five or six hours a night, which is not enough. I think like seven to nine is what you're supposed to aim for. <sighs> but I walked around interviewing everybody. And the first inter- the first person I walked up to, I could feel the nerves hit my face as soon as I started talking. So I... When I do stuff, I kind of just throw myself into it sometimes because that's just what you got to do. And so I thought, oh, I'm good. I'm good. And then halfway through the second question, I'm like, oh, shit, I can feel my face blushing. Oh, shit. But she was really nice, so I made it through. And I went on to interview. Uh, or I say interview. I just asked him, like, questions and took down tally marks for the answers. But I, I walked around and talked to about 30, or 38 people. 
Which, whenever I said that, I reported back to the news people about that, all the staff and stuff. They were really impressed and like, good job. That was thorough. But I wanted to interview so many more people. 38, that's not, that's not a good, divisible uh, survey statistic number. I'm, I was honestly hoping for 50, 75, 100, a nice quarter, you know, 25 number. It is what it is. I still got all the information I needed. <sighs> excuse my yawn. Is a yawn something you have to excuse? I know a burp. You say, excuse me. A sneeze, bless you, because back in the old day when people sneezed, they, they were going to die, I guess. They, they were literally saying like, oh, goodness, get, get your affairs in order. <laughs> I hope he takes you, you know. But... As a yawn, something I have to excuse. I remember when I was first instructed that it would, or I was first informed that it was rude to yawn. It, I was in math class, seventh grade, and, th- and and as soon as I said math class seventh grade in my head, I thought, well, he was probably just a little offended, <laughs> uh, so that's why he said that. But yeah, I guess I yawned during his class, and he was just like, "Bro, can you cover your mouth when you yawn?" And as a seventh grader, I was just, I responded, yeah, I guess. Why? It's rude when you yawn. I probably said, like, I don't want to see that or some shit. But really thinking now, dude, just teach your fucking class. How about you keep me interested? That was the first class where I started sleeping in school. And it was eighth grade math class. I'm sorry, not seventh grade. Seventh grade math class, that was when... I was put in a, in a classroom with another class clown for the first time ever. Which sounds surprising, right? But I guess I never really thought that all through elementary school, I was kind of the only one. No, you mean it's that. And then the whole class laughed, you know. I guess I was the only one. Miss, you didn't say that yesterday. You know, just... I was hitting all the beats, hitting all those special moments to get the laughs, even from the teachers if they were cool, but let's see, is this, no, okay, never mind, even from the teachers if they were cool, but this was the first time, and it was the first day, I had walked in, and my my desk was like in the corner of the room, so I was sitting, and I pretty much could see everybody else in the room from where I was sitting, and the other dude was like in the middle, and like one of the front three rows or something. And it was like 10, 15 minutes into the class. And he, he made a joke and everybody laughed. And I thought, oh, that, that kid's funny. Two or three more jokes. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh, I don't like this kid. I don't like this kid. And that was that. It was actually, uh, you know, we kind of did have beef. And it was totally just on some middle school horse shit. There, there was, I'm thinking, I'm remembering now. I'm, I'm digging shit up. We'll get to the yawn story, all right? Me and this kid, we actually had problems, bro. We, uh, there was a sub at some point throughout the year. And I don't know what I said to him. He probably tried to make the class laugh. And then I said something like tagging on to it. Or he said something stupid because I don't... Well, no, nah, I'm not going to sit around here and say he wasn't the brightest kid in the class. I don't know. But he, he might have said something wrong, and like maybe I said something to make the class laugh off of it. 
But I remember now, like, this was completely out of my memory. The dude stood up from his, like, his desk in the middle of the room, first three rows. He stood up and walked his fucking, like, four, five, four foot five self all the way over to my desk. And then he was standing at my desk like, bro, you got a problem? Bro, you want to you want to say something though? You want you want to do something about? It? I don't remember what he was saying. I, I, in my my head, every everything that's pinging is like it wasn't necessarily fight me, fight me, fight me. It was more like, what the fuck are you saying, bro? Why you why are you saying that shit? Blah 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 blah. And it's goddamn, it's like a fog in my head over this whole memory. But I don't, I don't think I did anything. I just kind of sat there and laughed at him because he was making a. He's making a fool of himself. And then I think he got sent out. Maybe he got sat back down in his... I'm pretty sure he got sent out. But either way, I just remembered that. All right? And then this might have been eighth grade year. We were all in athletic... No, it was seventh grade year. I was in seventh grade athletics. God, I'm always trying to fuck up the story. We were in seventh grade athletics. Me and my homie were just messing around. We were uh, we were throwing one of the cones back and forth. Like those orange cones they used to set up drills. Well, we weren't doing a drill yet, so we were just throwing one of the cones back and forth. And same dude from before that I just said that, you know, confronted me in class. He came, like, trying to get the cone from me or from the other dude. And I realized that when I say this next statement, it's not going to make any sense. But somehow, I ended up punching him in the face. On complete accident. Completely not my intention. I, I Maybe I reached out to grab the cone or something, but I did not, like, I had no hostility towards him, none of that shit, but I punched him in, in the face, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And I think everybody else kind of noticed that it happened before I noticed that it happened because dude, like, started to, air quotes, run at me and people were like holding him back. And I was just standing there like, what are you what is your issue, man? What are you what are you tripping about? And so nothing happened then. We just went on with the practice. But that afternoon as I was putting my stuff in my locker, uh, I, someone tapped me on the back and I turned around and didn't see anything but fucking felt a fist hit me in my fucking eye. I feel, no, maybe it was my cheek. It was my face. And, and then when I came, when I came, quotes, when I came to, because, you know, I, a shock, like a second later, I see this dude like walking away from me. And everybody was like looking like, oh shit. Like, like there was a charged energy in the room. Everybody was thinking some shit was about to go down. But I just turned around and started putting my shit back in my locker. Like, I really did not give a fuck. People asked me. And I was just like, ah, we're, we're cool now, you know? And even later, I hit him up on Instagram. I was like, yo, that was a good punch, bro. I'm not even going to cap. Like, that that was a solid punch. And you know what he did? I'm, pr- I'm dead at, I'm pretty sure he screenshotted that and just made fun of me with that. And thinking back, it's like, yeah, what kind of loser says, hey, bro, nice punch. But at the same time, that's some sportsmanship shit. Because for me... There was never an issue at all. Like, I guess I accidentally hit him, so he hit me back. We're good. That's how it was in my head. I mean, especially thinking about 
all the anger that I have inside just ready to fucking pour out. Clearly, I didn't take any fucking offense or any have a problem with what happened. But yeah, that was a kid I had beef with in middle school, I guess. And before you ask, the rest of high school played out. We were pretty irrelevant in each other's lives. But we did, you know, cross paths a few times and there was no ill will. We, we, we said each other's names. Hey, what's up? You doing good? All right. But at the same time, we were never friends, never intended to be. So I guess it ended up about as well as it could have. And now going back to eighth grade year, the first time I yawned in class. Yeah, I used to always fall asleep in this dude's class, man. Math sucked. I, I wouldn't put my head on the front of the desk, like lay it flat down in front of me. I'd actually like stretch out and put my head on the desk behind me, which probably was not very comfortable, but I was so fucking bored, so tired in that class that it didn't matter. I passed out. And yeah, dude said, cover your mouth when you sneeze. It's um, when you yawn, it's rude. And so every time I yawn, I, I do. And now I think of that motherfucker. So you know what? Kudos to him. I guess he did teach me something. I don't know what it is about math class, dude. Math class has always been where I fall asleep. Maybe it's numbers. Maybe I should start looking up like number theory or some shit before I go to sleep as a you know sleep aid instead of game grumps and total drama. Maybe I should start doing that. Because I remember in uh, algebra, algebra 2, Man, that was a. I like the people in that class. That was a class that cut up. Miss Donahue, very nice teacher, super personable. Like one of those teachers that is like, I could actually see myself running into you at a Walmart and not feeling like I just witnessed an alien inter, uh, encounter, you know? It's just like a normal person who is real about shit. I fell asleep in that class all the time, not on purpose. And it wouldn't just be like, okay. Well, I, I am tired, so I'm going to fold my arms and lay my head and go to sleep now. No, never that easy. It was always a war. It was always, oh, I'm keeping my head up. I'm keeping my, oh, no, it's falling asleep. Oh, I'm back up. And my head's back. Oh, it's falling. Oh, I'm back up. It's back up. And the worst part about that is it starts out really, really light bobbing, right? Your head will drop a little bit, and then your eyes will open again, your eyes open again. And then... You'll realize that you weren't you don't know what the fuck happened in the last three seconds because you your head fully dropped and then you like bungee jumped your neck basically by catching it. And then you have to look around. You're like, fuck, did anybody see that? <laughs> did anybody see and then you find one person like you know, chuckling, like covering their mouth, covering their laugh. You motherfucker, you saw me. I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to, what I was what I could have done. I mean, to be uh, I'll be fair with you, bro. In high school, summer band had me in a chokehold, dude. 8th grade year, there were no bags under my eyes. 7th grade, a- a- any prior time, no bags under my eyes. I had a pristine condition face. First week of summer band, I had Gucci bags under my eyes. What's th- Oh shit, who's that lady that passed away? Fuck, fuck, fuck. It's it's the huge bat. Chanel? No, that's that's the, the Hitler fucker. Uh, listen to Bill Burr's bit on that if you haven't. She had sex with Nazis. Uh, no. Fendi? Is it? F- no. 
I don't know. She's just got the big bags. She looks cool. I actually liked her style. She kind of looked like, I don't know, like a Disney character would be. I I digress. I don't even... Uh, summer band fucked me up, man. But it's worth it. Some of the m- most fun times I've had there. <sighs> this week, this past week, I finally bit the bullet, all right? Sadiq and I talked about it. It's only stupid until it works. You only feel embarrassed about it until it pays off. So I finally recorded a TikTok. I recorded myself opening Pokemon cards. I edited it and put it out. And I feel no different. The world didn't end. No one hit my line like, You fucking loser! No one wants to see you open these Pokemon cards. No no one did that. I am relatively unharmed. So I think I'm going to continue doing it in the future. And that's how easy it fucking is, dude. That's really how easy it is. Put it out one time. You thinking about doing something, bro? Are you thinking about trying a, a new skill, a new craft? Thinking about going somewhere? Just do it. Just do it one time. You thinking about that bar across the street that you've never been in, but god damn, you see some fine ladies walking in there sometimes, and you just turn 21? Fucking go in that bitch. Because you're going to know. You're going to have closure. Even if it's not a good experience, you'll have closure, and you'll know. Like now I know, hey, TikTok, nobody showed up at my door with like a gun pointed to the um, the peephole. I'm fine. I can do it again. I can continue to edit these videos and record them and not put so much stress on myself or so much potential disappointment. I'm not sure, but point is, if I can do it, you can do it, motherfucker. Who who am I? <laughs> I ain't shit. Not compared to, you know, Adam. I like that. I like that reference. I don't know you from Adam, man. I like that. But yeah, I recorded that TikTok. It was cool. I like the editing process. The whole thing's pretty fun. <sighs> Julian said he's on now. Fuck you, Julian. You gotta wait. You gotta wait. All right, let's uh, let's finish this off with some "Am I the asshole?" Just uh, go ahead and satisfy my inner cravings to judge people. You know how it is. Am I the asshole for telling my son he can't stay with me when I found out why his wife kicked him out? Well, this one seems pretty cut and dry, but I want to read it just to know what that dirty dick fucker did. Don't you? (sighs) My daughter-in-law is pregnant with my first grandchild. She is suffering from placenta preavia. All right, let's, uh, let's go ahead and Google that. Placenta preavia. That sounds horrible. Let me guess. Let me guess. Did the placenta not remove when the baby did? It just kind of shedded it like a like a chrysalis or something, and it stayed in there, and that's bad. Let's see. Oh, when the placenta covers the opening in the mother's cervix. Wait. During labor, your baby passes through the cervix and the birth. If you have placenta previa, when the cervix begins to thin out and open up, blood vessels connecting the placenta to the uterus may tear. This may cause... All right, it's just bad shit, okay? I was trying to read in before I read this thing, 
and see if, like, the reason he left was because he couldn't have sex with her. That would have pissed me off. Like, if that was a condition where it was, that was the issue, and that's why he's out. But let's continue. Let's continue. She's suffering from placenta previa. She is on bed rest. It would be dangerous for her to have sex, so my asshole son decided he should cheat. Okay, yeah, there it is. Yeah, he she I'm going to read the rest without reading any more. I respect you. You're a good man and you did what you should do by kicking him out on his fucking ass. Holy shit. Like if you have no emotional depth, if you have no empathy for anyone else, if you're just a narcissist, maybe just don't start a family. Maybe don't get a girl pregnant and then decide oh wait I I can't fuck you anymore oh that's lame I'm not doing that and and then go fucking put your dick in something bro you're wow that pissed me off and I'm not a woman so I can imagine like a woman hearing that and you know because they put themselves in their in their own shoes better just like if I hear a guy getting cheated on or a guy got like done dirty I'm gonna have a much more camaraderie response than like the typical female perspective would be. She'd probably be like, uh-huh. And I know she did. Like, <laughs> All right. In any way, anyway, she found out and kicked him out of the house. He came to stay with us because quotes, she was having crazy pregnancy hormones quotes. Every time he called her, they would fight. After a couple days, we told him to go see if she calmed down. Her mom is staying with them, so we weren't worried about her. My wife called her to check in on her and found out the truth. Dude, that must have been a fun phone conversation, dude. I can imagine the look on her face. I don't even know what she looks like, and I can imagine the look on her face. I was very upset. When he got home from work, I told him he needed to get out of my house. He wasn't someone I wanted to associate with at the moment, and it would be best if he wasn't near me. You're a man. You're a man's man. I have respect for you, sir. I don't even know your name. Let's see if it's the... Yep. Burner account. I have respect for you, man. Someone who who has their own principles uh, at the forefront like that, I really respect. Not when there's some shit like, you know, forcing a way of life on other people that isn't necessarily benefit... Like people who are traditionalist and they have to like mention it every time someone does something different. I don't fuck with that. But common sense, fucking respect women, don't cheat. I really got, re- I have respect for a dude who will like distance his son because he's fucking up. So, that that's someone I hope that I can be. Not the son. <laughs> Not the son. All right. My wife tried to say that I was being too hard on him, that I should just give him a chance to work things out. I can't even look at him. I don't want such a stupid boy in my house. I get that. My wife and I are still fighting about it, but I'm willing to die on this hill. As I imagine you will. That's Look, cheating already is something so despicable, man. If you're in a relationship with someone, the foundation of that, like a, a dating relationship, y'all are exclusive. The foundation of that shit should be trust, bro. When Eileen goes out, I'm not thinking, oh, shit, she's fucking... 
making out with this dude. She's going to go hit this bar and see who's going to buy her free drinks and then, you know, do whatever to do that. That's not a thought in my head. (laughs) That'd be fucking ridiculous. Like, there just has to be... You have to know you're not going to do shit and they're not going to do shit. So, like, cheating already, if you're in a a one-on-one thing and you want to cheat, just break it off. What's the point of keeping it there in, in, in the first place if you're already thinking, well, I'm bored with this. I need to go do something on the side. Like, it is so much easier and cleaner for everyone involved. You don't have some crazy bitch chasing you, keying your car, popping your tires. You don't have any, like, you're not labeled a cheater for the rest of your life. That's something that, that doesn't go away. Not in my opinion. I mean, I, I'm sure I have friends that have cheated. I, I don't ask about that, actually. That's not, I'm not like, hey, man, you fucking around on your bitch? Like, that's not cool. I mean, I'm not saying that that defines who you are forever as a person, but that's like, you you can't come, you've cheated on somebody. You you're, you can't just not have cheated on someone now. It's like <laughs> those girls who are like, I'm a child of God. I'm a born again virgin. Bitch, no, you're not. You've No, you're not. So to already cheat is one thing, but then to have like the mother of your kid, oh, your pussy's not working? Fuck you, bitch. And like to walk down the street and throw it down to whoever, you know, whatever crack whore he could find at the bar who needed a hit. Like, that's so crazy to me. That is so crazy to me. If y'all are cheating, fuck you. (laughs) That's all I got to say. There's no good reason to cheat. Even if someone cheats on you and now you're like cheating as revenge, dude, you're just fucking weaving a tangled web that you're going to have to work yourself out of. So fuck that. Fuck that. I say this dude's not the asshole. So does Reddit. Let's see what the comments say. Not the asshole. Never the asshole for such integrity. There you go. Your son most definitely is, and I suspect his enabling mommy is as well. What? Oh, the asshole. Hold on. Don't throw his mom into this shit, dude. Come on. His mom didn't make him... His mom didn't take his dick out and put it in someone else. That's not on... She's just making sure there's a balance. You can't have both parents hating on you. That's how school shooters happen, I assume. I don't I don't know for sure. Even if you're in the wrong and one of the parents is hating on you, you got to have the other one to give you kind of like that... That that care, that caring look with the shrug that like uh, they'll get over it you know you gotta have that let's see let's see if anybody else said anything not the asshole you have respect for your daughter in law and strong morals and knowing right from wrong looks like your son never inherited them okay one of these comments you you know when they give awards for the Reddit comments there's a shooting star on it we got one of those right here so I'm gonna read that it's a response to this. I had placenta previa during my pregnancy. I was rushed in the hospital and not only put on bed rest, but given IV infusions to prevent any sort of cramping. I was not allowed to get out of bed more than 20 minutes per day and was put into the room closest to the operating room. As they said, as soon as I started bleeding, it was an instant emergency. I was in there for four weeks, and the first two weeks were nerve-wracking as the risk of bleeding and subsequent early delivery was high, and the baby would have been too immature to survive. Oh, wow, this is long. After four weeks, I was up for longer than advised and fought with my mother. Uh, 
because my husband couldn't solve an issue with her on his own and it put and put it on me. That night I got cramps and bleeding and my son had to be liver, delivered with an emergency C-section. Why do I say this? Because your daughter-in-law is in a high-risk pregnancy right now, one that puts not only the baby but her life in a possible life-threatening situation. I live in a country with universal health care, so I was able to be put under constant medical care. But in your case, you have to look out for her. Every stress has to be avoided. She has to be able to relax and be taken care of for all of her daily needs. She literally can only get up to go to the bathroom and maybe a short walk outside per day. Fighting with someone can lead to miscarriage, and until she reaches the hospital, the blood loss can already be fatal. Please do not send your son over to sort things out right now or make a move back in now. They can't sort anything out without putting the two lives in danger, the baby and her. She will be upset when she sees him, and that alone puts her in great risk. I know you're upset too and don't want to see your son right now, but for the sake of the daughter-in-law and baby, you have to control him so that he doesn't call her again and doesn't visit. Can you make sure she has everything you need? she needs, gets food and her house cleaned? She needs to be your number one concern right now. Once this is done, they can start mending their marriage. All right, well... While that is a, that's a nice perspective to have, I'm kind of sorry that I read all that. I realized that that was a long blurb. So, Thank you for sitting through that if you did. We got one more Am I the Fucking Asshole. I got one more in me. Let's see, before I just pass out right here, because I am tired. All the sleep, I am still tired. All right. That's the one I just read. My asshole for making my daughter miss a once-in-a-lifetime event, homecoming, and senior prom, and delete all of her social media as punishment for bullying. <laughs> Man, see, I'm just reading ones that I know, like, yeah, either that person's asshole or that person's not. It's obvious from the title, but the title makes me want to read the story because the story sounds kind of juicy. Like that son, motherfuck that dude. Holy shit. Am I an asshole for wearing a bikini even though my sister just had a baby? Obviously not. She's just fucking self-conscious. Am I an asshole for overreacting after after my wife lied about my our baby's gender? Am I the asshole for telling my family how much my fiancé earns after years of them making fun of his job? Here we go. Here we go. I want this one. Am I the asshole after telling my family how much my husband makes? After years of them making fun of his job. My family is very well educated and full of professionals, including several doctors, surgeons, dentists, etc. I have a good career and make a good living. When I met my fiancé, he was at my house to supervise a roofing crew the insurance company hired to replace my damaged roof. I instantly fell for him when he pulled up in his truck and couldn't keep my eyes off him for the rest of the day as he gave orders to his men. When we started dating... He was vague about his job, and I just chalked it up to him being insecure about me having a better career. That's interesting. I didn't care about our income and balance. When we got serious, we talked about our future plans, and that, and that was when he told me the full extent of his little construction company. I was shocked that his construction earnings is as much as my dad's surgeon's salary. Nice! That's pretty dope. I can't lie. God damn it, dude. That's my verbal tick. That's the one I need to fix. Just be I'm being honest. I can't lie. Not gonna lie. I need to stop doing that so badly. So I just want you to know, I'm aware. Gradually he took me around to the handful of construction lots and shopping centers that he owns. His rental income combined with his construction earnings has doubled that of my dad's. He said that few people know about his finances and he expects me to keep what I know to myself. 
My parents disapproved of him since the first time I brought him home. My dad coined the term tool boy, and the rest of the family joined in whenever they talk about behind his back. They don't call him that to his face, but instead make snide remarks. Once my mom said during dinner that they're thinking about hiring someone to mow their lawn, and then turned to my fiancé and asked him what he charges. Damn. That's some ho shit. I always try to defend him, and it's a constant battle. It's gotten worse since we're planning our wedding, and the other day my nerves just broke. Yesterday, my parents were trying to get me into a, into getting a prenuptial, and my dad said, you have to protect your assets just in case Toolboy decides to go slumming. You know, I got I to gotta admit, man, as someone who has a, uh, you know, I, I'm dating someone, I've dated people in the past, I tell my parents about things about our relationship. Because my parents are my advisors, all right? That's their fucking job. They were there, well, mom was there, dad hopped on, but either way, they're my advisors, you know? They've lived my whole life twice. They're they're double my age. They know roughly twice the amount of shit that I do. So I want to filter just about everything I'm experiencing through them and see what they think, see what their take is, what they would do, what they're... You know, I I keep them updated. They they help me out in life. So I get, I fully get talking to your parents about this shit. And I couldn't imagine if they were, if they talked about, if they talked about that way about like Eileen, you know, I couldn't imagine if they were so derogatory. And, and I'm not going to say that I want them to always be like on her side like if i bring up an issue they can explore both sides of the issue that's cool but just to be objectively against someone that i like so much that'd be pretty fucked up so i kind of i feel for this person i I would knowing me i would say some shit that 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 wouldn't have been something that carried on this long like that was that would be something the first time i'm like um what'd you just say i'm sorry no, I, I think you've got the wrong idea. And then went from there. But I lost it and yelled at my parents during our shouting. I blurted out that his earning I blurted out his earnings and that he makes more than both of them convi- combined, and then I stormed out. I told my fiance what happened, but instead of supporting me, he got mad that I told his parents that or my parents that. I argued that I was defending him, then we got into an argument. My parents and family are mad at me for keeping secrets. My fiance is mad at me for not keeping secrets. I'm stuck in the middle and don't know what to do. Oh boy, this is this is a tough one. This is a tough one. This is a good one to end on. I don't think this person is the asshole. Okay. <gasps> Goodness, excuse me. I understand that her husband asked her not to divulge his information because it's his information. It's not her business. But there does come a point where if your parents are just talking all that shit, all that shit, all that shit, I understand that there's a point where as their significant other, damn it, you want to stand up for them. And why shouldn't you be able to? So she told him, shut the fuck up. He's not a broke-ass bitch. He makes more than you. And the he makes more than you part, I'm assuming that that's just because of the anger. Although she does, well, she I'm, it's just for reference, I'm guessing, comparing it to her dad's salary. But the point I'm getting at, I don't think she's the asshole. Reddit has determined that she's the asshole. 
I see where she's coming from. Now, if she had just, you know, at her at a dinner, someone had bragged about, you know, they got a raise or some shit, and she said, "Oh, well, my husband makes," then yeah, that would have been the asshole move. But while I understand why her husband's upset a little bit, I understand where she was coming from even more. So, sounds like your hus- husband wants to build relationships on foundations and merits outside of his finances. Meanwhile, your family looks down on everyone they deem lesser earners than themselves. I know whose corner I'd be in. Apologize to your husband and tell your family to stuff it. Sorry, but you're the asshole. There are plenty of other things you could have said to illustrate how fucking horrible your family was being. You didn't have to throw out numbers. Now, if your family starts acting better, he'll always know it's on the basis of his earnings, not his character. You know, that's a good point. I guess there are. I, you could just call out the fact that they're being you know dicks instead of correcting their assumption but in my mind that that was like yeah you're calling him broke no he's not that's it's not just bringing that up at it if they were saying you know he cheats on you he's mean and then you go but he's got a lot of money then yeah I, th- that's a different situation edit and husband will always know that your knee-jerk reaction was to be like but does he make money rather than who cares what he makes he makes me happy, he takes care of me, he treats me good, we're both good partners, all that. Yeah, I don't know. I get where you're coming from, throwing out numbers, but if what they're talking about, like, like if someone was, all right, this is going to be, I don't know how to, whatever, I'm just going to, if someone was like, all up in Eileen's ear, like, man, you need to get yourself a new man, all right? Sean's just got such a small fucking dick. Oh, my, that shit, like, my, I could, I could fucking overshadow it with my pinky finger. I don't know. And then, you know, they're saying that, and they're just, you know, day after day, every time, I, it's someone at Eileen's job. Every time she sees them, they're like, hey, how's shrimp dick doing? <laughs> and it just builds up and builds up and then eventually she's like he don't have a fucking shrimp dick his dick is fucking bigger than my iphone i don't I'm, i don't know that it is i'm just you know this is just an example all right another th- personal thing someone might be upset about you know she throws that out and comes back to me <laughs> or anybody else for that matter and tells them about it i don't think their response would be yeah, but you you could have just said that he makes you happy. You didn't have to tell you didn't have to say that he had a big dick. It's not about that. I don't know if that's the correct way to uh process that situation. Dick size was in question. Dick size was talked about, all right? Money was in question. She told him that he's got fat sacks, and I'm not talking ball sacks. So uh yeah. I don't I don't really agree with her being the asshole there, man. I think she was just addressing the uh, the issue that was being presented to her. But it is what it is. I um, that was fun to read. <laughs> I like that one. But uh, I hope you guys had a great week. That's gonna be it for the podcast. Coming out late again. Y'all already know. But I'll get at you next week. Catch up. Shit. By next week, my life could be completely different. I could have a new job new opportunity, be uh, a lot more free time. (sighs) Who knows? I'm tired. You can hear that. I'm yawning. Let's go ahead and cut the uh, umbilical cord.
All right. Hope y'all have a great week. Take it easy. Don't don't fuck yourself over, man. And most importantly, don't fuck anybody else if you're with someone. All right. Cheating's not cool. That's it. <laughs> Later.